pick your class and learn your battle points. Because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to episode 189 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, joined by my brother and co-host, Sam Goodwin. Hello there. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the Scarif update delay, what we expect that means, as well as could this be the last update. Let's get started. First off... Let's talk about Wayfinder. So last episode was gigantic. We had five guests, five creators in the Battlefront community to announce our new project, Star Wars Wayfinder slash Wayfinder. Uh, It is a network for Star Wars creators right now. Uh, Star Wars creators, meaning people who make Star Wars videos, Star Wars podcasts, um, Star Wars Battlefront YouTube videos, podcasts, the whole, the whole nine yards as well. We have an awesome group of people. All total, we have about 700,000 total subscribers, everyone combined. We've got Battlefront updates, we've got cinematic captures, we've got As a True, we've got Sammy Boy, and a whole slew of others, as well as the, the awesome group that we had on last episode. It is an awesome opportunity to be able to work with all these awesome people. We've got awesome stuff planned. We want to do consistent live streams on the channel, the central YouTube channel, as well as collaborations and videos specifically for that channel, as well as collaborations across all of our channels. So there's going to be some cool stuff going forward. We're super excited to see how it goes. Now let's get into the the big news that happened this week. On April 15th, we got the the sad but expected news that the Scarf update was going to be delayed further. Now, I don't, I don't have a problem with it being delayed. It's understandable there's a, a worldwide pandemic happening. Really? Yeah, if you didn't know. Why didn't anyone tell me? <laughs> so that that's completely understandable. They've all switched from working at the studio every day to working at home, and that is a big shift, especially for a huge team such as the dice team thousands of people the thing that i have problems with is the complete and utter lack of communication and the the seemingly bullets that they shoot themselves with in terms of the approvals process in terms of all of these layers that they put them put in front of themselves before they can actually talk to the fans and actually announce news this update was planned for march this was going to be the march update and here we are Uh, As we record the 17th of April, they moved it to mid-April, which normally means April 15th. But they have moved it on even further into the month of April. They still want to make it an April update, which is understandable. But my goodness, the lack of communication is bad. It it, it seems like it was before before Ben came in, it was a, a dumpster fire for communication. And it seems to be going back to that because we don't have a community manager. There is no one that interacts directly and is their job to talk to the fans that is on board right now. Someone who manages this community and is able to get act, get a community calendar, be able to get a monthly calendar for the events instead of as soon as the weekend hits, announcing that Triple uh, XP weekend is happening on the forums on Reddit. Yeah, that's pretty awful. I mean, you said it did improve when uh, what's his face came on. What's Ben? Ben. What? No, what's his name? Ben like, Walk. Oh, his uh, like Forge. Forge. It's Forge. Yeah, but it's just. 
I don't know. Sonny wasn't even that good when he came on. It was like less than average. It did definitely develop as he got I into mean, the community. It improved. I mean, when you're at the bottom of the totem pole and <laughs> anywhere from there is up. So they were improving. <laughs> but yeah, it's just still been awful. I'm not sure if they're just not giving him the information. Well, he's he's gone now. So he quit. He quit? Yeah, he's a producer at Dice now. So, so he got promoted, really. Pretty much. He got moved to... He, he put in for a job, got promoted to a different part of the, the development, which is a produce, uh, as a producer role. And so he's not here anymore, and it just show, goes to show how much Ben did. As soon as he left, you saw nothing. There was no communication. He's teased bits. And the community transmission is done. So it's ready. The thing that always holds it up is the approvals process. Right before they promoted him, they should have already had someone in line because the community manager is a really important job. Yes. It is the person who keeps everything together as a whole. It's the person that drives the community forward, drives the interaction between fans and between the developers and the fans. That's that's a very important role. And to have this position just be empty as soon as he leaves is sad. It's sad for this game. It really feels like this could be the last update. Yeah, because they're, the community manager's job is to make sure the fans are noted of things that are going to happen or that are happening. That's just completely not even an option at this point. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah, there's no one there. Now we're just relying on the developers to maybe tell us something on Twitter, which yeah. is not a good way for a healthy game to thrive. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about why is this the case? Why... Why did why did this happen? It's such it's such an odd shift. Like we were having such good communication uh, over the past few months, really picking up towards the last half of 2019, and then as soon as 2020 hit, we saw a decline in the the communication as Benwalk seemingly started to leave. So he was getting stuff in orders. It's so sad. I mean, you look at these other games, which honestly aren't as big as Battlefront. I mean, this is a Star Wars game. This is a Star Wars franchise. Star Wars is gigantic. It takes a lot of work to move such a big ship. Yeah, this is ridiculous. I mean, we'll use Apex as a little example here. Apex is an EA published game. Yep. And the communication is outstanding. I mean, they inform you of frequent updates. You know that there's going to be an update. There's patches that are happening very frequently. They're on Twitter telling you and notifying you of these patches. Mm-hmm. It's run by the same publisher. Why is it not a common theme between their games? Apex Legends is a prime example of how well a community can be run and how well that communication can be run in a live service game. Battlefront now is a live service game. It has consistent updates or tries to have consistent updates. I mean, right. Apex was able to hit their their marks consistently and have been for the launch of the game, and the communication has not really stalled in that community. Their communication is, oh, hey, you know those maps that we you guys complained about? Well, we're going to shift the, the map rotation now, and we're going to let you know about that. We're going to push up a, a 250 megabyte update to help that happen. We're going to keep you informed. We're going to keep our March update, keep on coming on that. It, it's such an odd odd shift. So we've got Apex here, which is doing a fantastic job in the same publishing company. And then over here, we've got DICE and the Star Wars franchise that is complete, completely lacking in its communication. And it's the same company. Yeah, it just doesn't make you feel valued as a, a consumer and fan of the franchise. I mean, this is the basic, you should want communications the most basic form that you should be privileged with i mean 
you should just inherently have communication. I yeah. mean, even if the updates are garbage, they should still be communicating to you. And that's just completely, that's just cut off, it seems. It kind of seems like they're they're scared of the community, community. Like, to go to the point where it's at the last minute, the exact middle of April, and it's like, oh, hey, you know that update that was supposed to come out right about now? Well, we're going to move that back. And, and they didn't announce a set firm release date. And we should have known, like, every time that they say, oh, hey, it's going to be April, it's going to be April 29th or 30th. So it's technically April, but it's more like a May update. Usually. Right, and we talked about that um last episode that we recorded, the one before uh, one eighty previous one. Yeah, it would be better for them to say that to give us not to give us false hope, like say to surprise us, you know, mm-hmm. say that it's probably not going to happen, but it could happen. Yeah. So then inherently we have our thoughts like, okay, it's probably not going to happen, mm-hmm. and if it does happen, we're pleasantly surprised rather than being painfully disappointed like we are most of the time yeah so it'll be maybe instead of what, what they've got going on now it's like okay so we're, we're we're moving this but we're also moving our entire company to work from home so it's going to be a big shift for our development and that so that hey incre- that like it just makes automatically some leniency towards the company yeah i mean everyone is going through trying times right now mm-hmm. yeah, it's I mean, understandable i don't that. blame the devs at it's all it's completely understandable why not mention that than just mm-hmm. going silent until the day it's supposed to come out and saying, oh, yeah, we're not doing it. Or or say, like, just from the get-go, like, hey, so the March update, we're going to have to delay that. But we're probably going to hit the the third week of April, uh, the 21st through the 25th or something like that. Give us a time frame that's more than mid-April and then not go to mid-April. Every single one of their projections is the most vague possible mm-hmm. statements. And, like, that's understandable. I mean, they're trying to get it out as fast as possible. It's not like they're deliberately not working on the update. But you need to set realistic goals within your own company. Yeah, they're... Thing. That's why that's that's where crunch happens. This is what causes crunch to happen, which is a terrible thing in video game development is... Pushing all of these these things and going forward, which is, I like that they've been more lenient towards delaying it. That's good for the developers because they don't feel rushed. It's been a delayed game than a crappy game, in the words of Miyamoto. But there there are so many times that you can do that to the community. And something that I would like to focus on is Apex isn't Star Wars. Star Wars is one of the biggest IPs in the industry. It's one of the biggest in- entertainment in- IPs there is. So it, it's big, but my gosh, make it to where it's set up to where you can actually communicate these updates and changes instead of being so deliberately inhibited by the approvals process. Because my gosh, so they have this. This isn't even all we know. It's the the approvals process that causes all of these delays. They have to talk to Xbox. They have to talk to PlayStation about actually pushing the update, and they also have to talk about talk to EA, they have to talk to the DICE people, they have to talk to Lucasfilm people, That this is all assumption, but we assume that this is all the layers that they have to go through, and then the information gets to us, which is just a bad situation for, for a game that is set up for its community. But I will say Apex has a much larger player base than Battlefront does, even though Battlefront is a technically bigger game. Right, and that's we're not giving them excuse because we don't even know the entire process. Because guess what? They didn't communicate anything towards mm-hmm. us. That's what that's what um would, you know, make anyone give leniency towards someone is communication of why the process is so mm-hmm. hard. You can get an understanding and 
find out why it's taking so long. Yeah, give us the humanity part of it. And give not us just communication to why you aren't communicating towards us, is basically. <laughs> yeah, so let us know what happens in the approvals process, what happens when a, a developer, uh, when, a, when a game update gets finished. Because we see Apex is being a, is able to consistently... We see any game. Yeah, any period. game. Like Fortnite, Apex, all of these Battle Royale shooters are able to push these updates consistently and on time. And then we've got Battlefront that does not. Yeah, so we just don't even know why. it's, And it's a common theme throughout the game's launch up until this point. So Yeah, communication has plagued this game since the beginning. Right, because I'm... I don't even remember a time to where the update came out on time at this point. <laughs> like, it's been that long. Well, seems they don't like normally the announce a four. time. Yeah, it's so vague, but but still, it seems like everything, even before um, this pandemic, it was being delayed. Or in some form, we weren't getting the content that we were promised at the time. Yeah, we've, so. we've had several delays in the life of Battlefront, which is, like I said before, is not a problem. It's the communication about those delays that usually is the problem. It says, hey, we're going to get this update. Oh, wait, no, we can't. So we're going to, and when we expect the update, that's when we're going to announce that it's delayed. That's that's the problem. Now let's go into the, the next idea is this, this communication problem, this realization of the communication problem seems to be pointing like Battlefront is taking a back burner and could possibly end with a Scarif update. This, yeah, that's, that's what it feels like at this point. It's it's scary. Like before before all of this happened, I was like, okay, yeah, Battlefront's in a great a great place. We've had a great communication. We've got an update planned for March. This is happening, and then we have no communication. We've got an update that was originally planned for March is going to April, and we don't know if it will continue after that. There's been no news and no communication on the front of the continuation of this game, which is sad because this is such a ga- this is a great game. It's got a great system. Uh, there are things that need to be changed, like the the balancing of the heroes and the balancing of pr- pretty much everything in terms of the the multiplayer. But the gameplay mechanics and all of that super fun. Co-op is one of the best things that has come out of the game, in my opinion. Something that I play all the time. It's got so much life into it, so much content that they could bring to it, so much great community. Because this community is fantastic. It is one of the best out there. Yes, we've got ups. Yes, we've got downs. We've got drama. We've got everything that's involved in a community. But my goodness. Is it such a fun game to play and it's intrinsic part of Star Wars players in this community. We played the original games and now we're playing the new games and we're able to come with it and have so many more experiences and want so much from the game. Right, yeah. So the only, I mean, I would hope this would be the explanation is that they're making another game for Battlefront, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure about that. Because they have to be working on something else because, or I don't know, these delays would have not even been warranted it seems because they got they got to be having something in the back banners that they're not telling us about mm-hmm. towards the end of battlefront 2015's life the communication dropped and rumbling started happening about a battlefront 3 when we did our episode on battlefront 3 like what it could be it was we had got some feedback like hey there's so much more life on this we could Hopefully this happens in a couple of years now. And now other creators are like, oh, hey, what could happen in a Battlefront 3? Because we're at that point, like, this this could possibly be the end of Battlefront 2, and the future of the game could be Battlefront 3 instead of continuing Battlefront 2's content. Which would be quite a shame, because this, this game has a lot of life left in it. But I'm not sure if they just want to 
not even not cut their losses, but just move on because there has been mm-hmm. a lot of struggle within this game. Maybe they just want to start fresh. Yeah, it, not really sure what what they want out of it. There are bonuses to starting fresh because then you start off with no baggage. Really, you've got. I mean, they have two games of experience of what didn't did and didn't work. So exactly. They have, they have a lot of options. I I know you've you've mentioned quite a few times that they're limited within the star card system, mm-hmm. so they could you know fix Open that. that up. So. What could a possible Battlefront 3 be? What I would love to see is it a, a basic, basic structure and foundation for a continuing game. So they, so they come into Battlefront 3 with the idea of we're going to release a smaller number of maps. We're going to get the things that the community really likes. We're going to focus on the gameplay rather than the amount of content that we've got. We're going to make that super fun, and then we're going to expand it from there and set it up to where you can expand it instead of being inhibited by you only have so many star cards you can't really add anymore, and it's really struggle. It's a, it's a real struggle to add new weapons. So I think if they were to go forward, the best option is to start fresh completely new get a new system get a new foundation and set it up to where you can continue the game for five years make make it and launch it as a five-year game rather than a two-year game right because this this game was definitely built for the short term it seemed Mm -hmm. at least that's what what i'm getting from it and it might not be that it was just built for that it might have been that they were just they struggled so much at the beginning they kind of just ran their resources mm-hmm. dry a little bit and they, were, they had to rework the entire ui and, and progression most of system. the systems like three or four systems they had to completely just rework the progression system was completely jacked up because they shot themselves in the foot right before it launched with the loot crate system and then that blew out of proportion and really damaged the the ip of battlefront for battlefront 2 now we're at the place where these big streamers are playing it. Big streamers are having fun with it. All of these creators are getting into the game again. We've got a great uh, community. We've got a great team. We had great communication. And now it's just going downhill, which is sad to see because I am a huge fan of this game. But I do hope that if if this is the end of Battlefront 2, we get a Battlefront 3. Yeah, I don't see why we wouldn't. I mean, the, the latter half of the game is completely successful. Like... Mm-hmm. It really picked up. IGN re-reviewed it, and it got what an eighty percent, eight point eight, an eight out of ten. Rather, not it's not Rotten Tomatoes. Almost nine, almost nine out of ten. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's started, a huge change what was from their, like six point five. Yeah, I can't remember 6. their first. Three or something so, like that. So long ago, but I mean, you know, got like three points higher mm-hmm. after the fact. So, I mean, it was a successful game, so I don't see why they wouldn't continue with this franchise. And with the launch of the Celebration Edition, it was a huge, huge boost to the gameplay and the, the player base. Because it doubled the December um, player base, which was a record high for the game since launch. Yeah, that, that's here recently, so it's crazy. I mean, it's really picked up some steam. I mean, the first Battlefront 2015, the, the first one, one before this, was really successful. And that was a really fun game. And this one, I mean, it started off really good. The middle was a little iffy, but it finally picked back up. Well, it was also poorly reviewed as well, but the, the gameplay was fun. And it, yeah, but the it game's always been It been was good. lacking these core parts of it, core in terms of like a single-player campaign, in terms of the eras. Uh, but it ended the life strong. It had a great setup for the, the DLC that dropped was fantastic. The maps were majestic. Battlefront 2015? Yes. Yeah, I love that game. One of my favorite games of all time. I still go back and play it. <laughs> so I feel like there's been enough success in these two games to warrant another game. Definitely. I mean, we've seen way worse games get sequels. So. <laughs> 
Yeah. I just hope if they do a sequel, they go into it knowing all the things that they've learned and making sure that they don't repeat the same mistakes. They don't do loot crates or anything like that. They get the progression system right. They get the hero balancing correct. They focus on the gameplay rather than the amount of arrows and the amount of maps that they launch with and start from there. Uh, because gameplay is key. And so many maps and so many game so many maps and so many game modes is a it limits the the community it separates it in a way that isn't really beneficial to the player and i feel like um battlefront 2015 and battlefront 2 um there was there were so much different games that i feel like they have enough experience to mm-hmm. work from both of them yeah because they made way different mistakes in the first game and way different mistakes in the second game to yeah. where i would hope they would learn from both of these games and put out a really really awesome game focus the scope i mean like in battlefront 2015 they had like 13 plus game modes and you had game modes like droid run that you could barely get into because they weren't really played even though droid run was a pretty good fun game mode yeah a lot of those little games and they cargo just, they just split their their fan base was the was the thing one of their mistakes so yeah i'm excited i hope going forward battlefront 2 continues and this is just them setting up the future and continued support of battlefront through 2020 or if it isn't it's a sign that battlefront 3 is being in the works and hopefully it's not like a steam game or valve game that just stops at two because star wars is a great franchise fallen order was a huge success battlefront 2 has had a game-changing resurgence especially considering we're going into its third year, which is pretty impressive that we're in its third year and we've had pretty good support so far. And there's so much, I mean, content coming out for Star Wars in general. I mean, new books, new comics. The Clone Wars is currently going strong. Mandalorian coming out with the second season here soon. I mean, the Obi-Wan show that's that's supposed to come out. It's getting delayed, but it will hopefully eventually. It will eventually come out. But yeah, a bunch of Star Wars content coming because they don't have like an excuse that Star Wars, you know, mm-hmm. slowing down. If anything, it's really picking up right yes. now. It's a great time to be a Star Wars fan at a great time to be a Star Wars gaming fan too. So hope that continues. Um, I'm really excited. I'm glad that we've got s- such a great community, so so many great, awesome people that we interact with and listen to this podcast. I'm really happy with the community. The developers have done a great job. It's not crapping on them at all. It's just the communication of the game is lacking. Uh, I don't think there's a fault for anyone, except for the people in charge of putting. Yeah, it's the it's the people it's in charge of like, this. It's not the developers themselves. They're doing their job. I mean, if you've seen like developers trying to do communication, it's not the the greatest thing because they're mm-hmm. not it's really not their job. It's not their job. They're not built for that. Like watching the Minecon developers <laughs> answering questions on the on the panel. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a job for the community manager whose job it is to run the community, not the developers job to go in and tell people when a, an update is happening or what's happening it should be a an official post it shouldn't be put on anyone except for that one job and it just goes to show how much of a great job that Ben Walk did when he came in and revamped the entire community and the communication for that hopefully they find someone or some people multiple people that can do the job well and the game continues. I think that's about it for this episode of the Battlefront Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I've been your host, Sage Goodwin. And I'm Sam Goodwin. You can follow us on Twitter at SWB Podcast or on Instagram at SWB Podcast or on TikTok at SWB Podcast. Most of the places you can find us at SWB Podcast. 
If you'd like to game on Xbox, you can friend us at S- on um, Xbox SWB Podcast as well. On PlayStation, we don't nor- we don't play a whole lot on. We have the ability to. Uh, it is tight as sheep films. Love to organize something where we can all jump on together and play some galactic or galactic assault or supremacy or something that would be pretty fun if you have not you should definitely give a follow to wayfinder at swbf wayfinder uh, be greatly appreciated we've got some awesome content we keep the news up to date we have um, creator showcases content all kinds of fun stuff greatly appreciate that as well you can support us on patreon patreon.com slash battlefront podcast or on PayPal, paypal.me slash tie-dye sheep, T-Y-E-D-Y-E-S-H-E-E-P, like friend of the podcast, Daniel Schilling. A great free way is to leave a review on iTunes. We have over 100 now. It helps us get your feedback. It helps us hear from you. Uh, also helps us on the iTunes front because someone who goes and finds a podcast that has 100 reviews but five stars, it helps us with that and getting more uh, listeners as well. Be greatly appreciated. We've got some cool content for our YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast and also our Gmail is battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. So keep an eye out on that. We've got a huge collaboration. I've, I, I had to cut so much good content from that last episode because I didn't want to bury something great. So we've got two, maybe three videos out of that episode with some great content like skins that we want as well as how we got into the game. So keep an eye out for that huge collaboration coming up. You can listen to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Wherever you find podcasts, you can find this show. As well as if you leave a uh, leave a review or uh, share with some of your friends, we'd greatly appreciate that as well. As always, thanks for listening. And may the Force be with you. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Welcome to this episode of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodman, joined by my brother and co-host, Samuel Goodwin. Samuel, how is it going today? Hello there. Okie dokie. So this episode, we're talking about the delay of the Scarif update and Scarif CT. Okay. What if we release this podcast and it comes out the day? It's going to be later, so it'll, it'll probably come out Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Probably, like, if they if they keep up with the schedule, it'll be Wednesday, and then the update will be next Thursday, hopefully. We'll see, though. <clears throat> Okie dokie.